The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. We're looking at taking your business to the next level. Taking your business to the next level. Hallelujah. To the next level. I heard someone say something. He said, we live life in levels. We arrive in stages. We live life in levels. We arrive in stages. For instance, the Bible says we change from glory to glory. That means from one level of glory to another level of glory. Are we together? The Bible speaks of our faith, growing from faith to faith. Say from faith to faith. Those are levels. Jesus came in John 10, 10. He said, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Life is in levels. Amen? Life is in stages. Praise God. Now, I want us to look at something here very quickly. Genesis 26. And uh, we'll read from verse 12 to 14, and um, we'll build our thoughts. It says, And Isaac sowed in that land, and received the same year, and forward, and the Lord blessed him. Verse 13. And the man waxed great, and went forward. No matter how successful you are right now, there is another level. The man waxed great and went forward and grew. Hallelujah. God expects us to grow from one level to another. See? Because your level of success is what decides your level of influence in the world. The world has a respect for two things. One, money power. Two, people power. Amen? I said Amen. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. Say very great. Verse 14, please. It says, For he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and a great stuff. And the Philistines envied him. See, as you grow in success and grow in influence, you gain the attention of the world. And God wants us to influence the world. God wants us to impact the world. And one way we do that is being successful in what we do. Tell someone, I'm a success. Are you all there? All right. Give verse 13 to me in the New King James. It says, the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Look at, no one, look at someone by his side and said, no stopping. Keep moving forward. Yeah, that's God's plan for us. Give it to me in the New Living Translation. New Living Translation. It says, he became very rich and his wealth continued to grow. Don't settle. Never settle. See? Never settle. Praise God. All right, look at Isaiah 54. We're going to read verse 2 to 3. And we'll build our thoughts from there on taking our business to the next level. Jesus told us to do business until I come. It says, enlarge the place of thy tent 
Let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords and what? And strengthen thy sticks. Verse 3. See, for thou shalt break forth on the right and on the left. And I see shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Look at this in the, in the New King James. It says, you shall expand to the right and to the left. In other words, increase requires preparation. Increase requires preparation. I was listening to a man of God on TV some time ago. And he said he was praying for God to increase his church. And really praying about it. And one day the Lord asked him and said, um, How much preparation have you put into this increase you're believing for? Have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done that? The man said, No. Then God said, Forget it. No increase is coming. In other words, in life you get what you prepare for. You see that? Because you know, no, you're not going to get the new wine until you have the new wine skins. You see that? So you're not going to the next level until you prepare for it. And that's why we are showing you next level strategies. Next level strategies. Because a lot of times we wonder, Lord, why am I not going forward? Lord, I'm doing all I can. But the issue is this. There are certain things that have to be in place for us to experience next level increase. He said one of the businessmen in his church, having learned that from the Lord, came to him. And said he had been believing God for increase and came to him and said, Pastor, I want you to pray for me for my business to break out on every side. And he said, um, before we pray, let me ask you a few questions so we don't waste our time here. He said, have you worked in your IT department in, in your business? Uh, the man said, for the past 15 years, we're using the same strategy. Have you done this? Have you done that? Have you trained your staff? Have you taken them to new trainings and all that? He said, no. He said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to pray for you. You're not ready for the increase. So the question I want to ask, are you ready for what God is bringing? See, because sometimes we're angry with God. God, you're not, you're not, you're not increasing me. Lord, you're not doing this for me. Hey, hey, the Bible says a tree is known by its fruit. In other words, if the tree is producing big fruit, it's a tree. So your current results reflects where you are. We always look for magic. We look for magic. Don't look for magic. Amen. Look for secrets. Look for principles. Amen. Because whatever you get by luck, you cannot sustain. Take note of that. Number one, we said expand your vision. Can you remember? Be very clear about what you want. I shared with you about Jim Carrey, how he was from Canada, from a struggling family. Did some work to sustain his family, then came to Hollywood and wrote a five-year check. He wrote a check paid to Jim Carrey, the sum of $10 million for acting services rendered. He set a goal that in five years, it should be any $10 million for every act. Now he earns about $20 million. Think about it. Most of us here are not clear about what we want in the next five years. How much will you be earning in the next five years? How much will you be earning in the next three years? We're not clear about it. See, there's a difference between surviving and thriving. Those who survive live from hand to mouth and live from day to day. Those who thrive have a focus on the future. 
So in the next five years, what are you going to be aiming? Are you sure? Have you written it down? Most of us have not written it down. See that? Expand your vision. Tell someone, expand your vision. Yeah, because what you see in your heart is what will come to pass. You see that? The future, you see the future that will be. You see that from Abraham. God told him that he should look to the, to the north, the, the south, the east, and the west as far as your eyes can see. Genesis 13, 14. That will I give to you. See that? That's what God will give to you. You are receiving what you see in your mind. So you have to expand your vision. Tell someone, expand your vision. Yeah. It says, look at this. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after the Lord was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it and to thy seed forever. In other words, God is saying, if you can't see it, I can't give it to you. And that's why I wanted you to get a vision board. It's something I want to start doing. I did it some, some ways in the early days, but I think I need to get back to it. Where you get a vision note. You get a note, and you write down your goals in that note. You take them one by one. You take, let's say, you want to be, um, you want to have um, 20 stores, or you want to be, you want to travel to France. You get a picture of France, put it in the, in the notebook, and you look at it from time to time. See, because most of the time we write our goals in January, drop it in January and never see it again. Because what you keep before your eyes is what you're moving towards. And we don't keep it towards before our eyes. We keep seeing our current situation, our current problems, that's what we'll keep on having. See, so get a vision board. Put around you pictures of where you want to go, what you want to be, what you want to have. Put it around you. You may look crazy, but remember like Jacob, before long, animals are producing what was before them. See? So it's very, very important. The future that you see is the future that will be. Clarity is one of the most important keys to success. Clarity. So you must put a clear picture before you. Uh, the next five years, describe it. At Number two, enlarge your thinking. That's where we stopped the other day. Enlarge your thinking. Third John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things... That thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. Now, it tells me that my prosperity and my health is conditioned on my way of thinking. See? So where we are right now as individuals reflects the way we think. You can't blame the devil. See? Because even the devil's strongholds are in your mind. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Verse 4. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Ochiroma. Strongholds, castles, towers. And he says, casting down what? Imaginations. That means the strongholds that are holding you back are what? Your imaginations. See? The word is logismus, reasonings, imaginations. I told you some time ago, I said, some of you, when you dream, you see yourself in your village. You've left your village a long time. Those are strongholds. Some of you, when you dream, you see yourself in the canoe. You left your village 20 years ago, you're still in the canoe. If they don't use canoes in your village anymore, they use boats, but you're still in canoes. Even natural life has moved ahead of your thinking. 
Apostle, I had a dream. I saw myself in my former house. I had a dream in my former house. In my former house. In my former house. Did I not tell you something? Are you in your former house? See? Because our dreams reveal how we really are inside of us. See, if you're going to change your dream, you must change your imagination. Your thoughts either limit or release you into your destiny. Your thoughts either limit or release you into your destiny. So the reason why you're where you are right now is your way of thinking. Hallelujah. To reach further than where you are right now, you have to think bigger. You see that? You have to think bigger. You, you, you're where you are. You live where you want to live right now. You say, Apostle, I'm trying. It's your mind. Let's, let's walk on the mind. Walk on the mind. See, when those folks who were building the tower in Genesis 11, God came down in verse 6. And God, he came down. And says, behold, the people is one. And they all have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. God says, if they, if they have it in their mind, if they conceive it in their mind, it's going to happen. Success is never by luck. It's a reward. Success is never by luck. It was by luck. Why do we keep moving from one level to another? To one level? No, it's not by luck. Because some of us say, oh, that guy is succeeding because he knows so and so. You know. All those who do know so and so, they don't really go far in life. Look at the wealthiest men in the world. Jeff Bezos and, and, uh, and um, all these guys. Who, 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 who got them there? It's principles. Principles. That's on Principles. And the amazing thing is that these principles can be found in the word of God. What is a principle? A principle is a universal law. In other words, it will work for anybody. See, so I remember someone, they asked someone, I said, what are the secrets of success? I said, there are no secrets. What do you mean? There are no secrets. There are no secrets of success. The principles are out there. They're in life. So you're thinking. Where you are right now reflects your way of thinking. And that lets you know, boy, I got to work on myself. Because Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, what did he say? So is he. The children of Israel, Numbers 13, 31 and 33, they said they were grasshoppers in their sight and so they were in the giant's sight. What happened? They never entered the promised land. They said they were going to die and what happened? They died in the wilderness. The Bible says they went to Egypt in their hearts. They went back to Egypt in their hearts. Think about that. So they never entered their promised land. If you keep on contemplating the past, you will never enter the future. If all your focus is the past, you can never enter the future. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that walketh in us. See that? God can do more. See, but we have to think. 
He says he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we, that we ask or think according to the power of working. God can do more, but your thinking is limiting him. Psalm 78 verse 41 says they limited the Holy One of Israel. A man of God was with the Lord and the Lord came to him and said, you're limiting me. He said, really Lord? He said, yeah, you're limiting me. I can't do much. So he said he had to start working on his thinking. And in about uh, three to six months, their income doubled as a ministry. That means God was not the problem. A minister was in his jet. He has the largest jet of all ministers in the world. And he was just there thanking God for what God has done for him. Praising God. And God said, is this all I can do? One of the wealthiest ministers in the world, Jesse DePlantis, says, is this all I can do? He said, wow. No, no, this is too small. Your thinking is the reason why you're where you are right now. God can do more. Just on God can do more. Yeah. Peak can do more. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. When you elevate your thinking, you elevate your life. When you elevate your thinking, you elevate your life. That means my life reflects my current way of thinking. Am I right? Let's look at how to broaden your thinking. How to broaden your thinking. 2A, fresh revelation. How to broaden your thinking. When your knowledge increases, your thinking changes. Knowledge exposes us to new possibilities. Knowledge exposes us to new possibilities. See, when you know, you, 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 wow, you mean this is possible? Yes, it is. See, there are some of us who feel, oh, I'm poor because I'm from a poor family. Some of them, I'm poor because there are witches have invited me. I'm poor because I married a poor man. I'm poor, no, as a thinker in his heart. So is he. Some even think I'm poor because I'm a woman. I can give you names of women that are wealthy. And more so names of women who made their husbands. A principle is a universal law. I was reading after and listening to a woman alive got into order in 2002. When I look at the success she has achieved in 16 years, it amazes me. Her life was a mess. At the brink of divorce, everything, chaos in her life. And God came to her and gave her one instruction. She started walking on her thinking. The rest is history. Her book sells. Making such progress, making such progress. Why? I think she got new knowledge. She saw that success was not my luck, it's my principles. Ooh, then I can succeed. And now she's more known than her husband, loaded than her husband. See? Fresh revelation. 
New knowledge unlocks new possibilities. Then in 11 verse 32, the Bible says, the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploit. I love the New King James, carry out great exploits. See, when you know, when you know something new, you get knowledge from the word of God. What happens? You possibilities. I can be that. I can have that. Yes, you can. My father had uh, a primary six certificate. My mother, that's all she had too. And I got into reading. And I discovered. I discovered. 80% of the world's richest men are from poor and average families. Some of the five percent of the world's leaders are from are people from poor families, average families. They were handicapped. They were abused as children. They all kinds of bad things happened to them, and they still made it. Seventy-five percent. Then I can make it. Change my my view. Unlock new possibilities that I can get there. I can be successful. I can be influential. What happened? New knowledge. So I never define myself by what happened to my parents. I never define myself by where I lived. Or where I schooled, but what I carried in my mind. New knowledge. See, because most of you are living based on the knowledge your parents gave you. You see our people, nobody reads for our family, they're tired, they're tired. They are tired in their thinking. See, Apostle, I'm telling you, they tire us. Okay, they tire us, who tie the donkey? They tie us. The only people who make progress are people who are in the court. Really? The devil is more powerful than God now? See lies you believe? Are you saying they cannot tie us? I'm not saying they cannot tie you. I'm saying that you can be loosed. Are you following me? Fresh revelation. Get new knowledge. Listen to this message again and again. See? Because your current results reflect your current level of knowledge. Your current results reflect your current level of knowledge. In Ecclesiastes 10 verse 15, the Bible says, The labor of the foolish wearies every one of them because they know not how to go to the city. See, your current results reflect your current knowledge. So get new knowledge. See, you work on yourself. In Ephesians 1, 17 to 18, Paul says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom, revelation, knowledge of him. It says then that the eyes of understanding may be enlightened. You see that? That the eyes of understanding may be enlightened. It's even for your diagnosis, your imagination. See, as this knowledge comes, there's, there's, a new there's a new imagination. You're going to see differently. And you may know what is the hope of his calling, what to expect in life now, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. A young man from, I think it's on Maron, and um, he got the word. Went on a three days and got two books on prosperity, one by Clara Copeland, one by Kenny Copeland, and his Bible. And while he was studying Clara Copeland's book, it dawned on him that prosperity is a covenant. And he ran out to this short nick, as he said, and shouted, I can't be poor. What happened? New knowledge unlocked new possibilities. So he could have been poor. So he could have been poor. Are you all there? I said, are you all there? 
In 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 12, the Bible tells us, I has not seen it as ear, heard it as it had entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now notice, it's not in their imagination. It doesn't enter their heart. Then go to verse, verse 10. Say, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. God has revealed them unto us. You see that? So when the revelation comes, it enters my heart. You see that? And I, and I begin to see, wow, God wants me to prosper. I can prosper. I can be the one who makes my husband. Not waiting for him to bring money all the time. And angry with him, he didn't bring money. Is he your source? So there's a poverty mentality in this generation. Women just look for the rich man I can marry. I can just, even the mother will tell the girl, marry rich man, no, marry rich man. Built into their consciousness. So we have very few wealthy women. Because parents have encouraged dependent women. Marry rich man, marry rich man. Open your eye. Marry rich man. Say, yes, mommy. <laughs> I'm not saying you should marry a poor man either. Hallelujah. For the spirit such eternal things, hear the deep things of God. Verse 11, we're going to verse 12, but verse 11 says, One man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him, even so the things of God know no man but the spirit of God. Verse 12. Now we have received... Not the spirit of the world, but the things, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. New knowledge. Knowledge. God co-gets where he got. He saw from the word God principles to build his business. Most of these people were poor people. Hallelujah. To be meditation in the word of God. E.W. Kenyon says, the young man will meditate 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes every day, that young man would amount to something. I'm a proof of that. Meditation. I love to meditate. To meditate is to mentally rule the word of God in your mind. In the New Testament, the word meletao, you see that in 1 Timothy 4, verse 15, meletao. It means to roll over in your mind. See, you contemplate the word of God. You contemplate it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It says meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them that they are profiting your progress. Your spreading abroad may appear to all. In other words, meditation is the key to visible progress. Meditation is the key to visible progress. That you're profiting. Your progress may appear to all. If you're struggling, you're not meditating. Because meditation will change your thinking. See, it is true meditation will change your inner software. Because when the revelation comes, don't stop there. Meditate on that revelation. When you meditate on the revelation, you compound the effect of the revelation. Tell somebody, meditate. Yeah, meditate, meditate, meditate on the word of God. Meditate on it. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Look at this, Joshua 1 verse 8. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. 
But thou shalt maintain the rain how? Day and what? And night. Someone said, people are rewarded publicly for what they practice in private. People are rewarded publicly for what they practice in private. Someone else says, success is a reward for who you've become. Success is a reward for who you've become. So you're working on yourself. Now shall meditate therein day and night. Say day and night. Consistency. And that's why it has been said the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. John Maxwell told someone, he said, if I could come to your house and live with you for 24 hours, I can tell why you're failing. That means something you're doing every day is sabotaging your progress. The difference between you and the young boy who's 17 years old and is worth over $1 million, worth $10 million, is something you do every day. The difference between you and the billionaires is something you do every day. In research of the wealthiest people in the world, one thing they do every day is meditate. Every day. Including the secular billionaires. Every day they meditate. Do you meditate every day? Stop blaming somebody for where you are. You are responsible for where you are. Meditate. You roll it over in your mind. You, say, you, know, you speak those words to yourself. You, you, you roll it over, roll it over, roll it over, roll it over. Day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to what I written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have one good success. So if you're failing, it's your mental preoccupation. You can't blame nobody for where you are. You can't blame nobody. Do you meditate day and night? Of course not. There's no time to do it. But the wealthiest people in the world, the billionaires, and all they schedule it. I didn't want to call secular names on the altar too much because here we're here to glorify Jesus. But I, I could give you names. They meet every day. But if I ask you, do you meditate every day? Do you pray every day? You say, um, I pass you know I'm busy. How busy are you? Are you busier than billionaires in the world? Are you busier than Oprah Winfrey? Are you busier than all these rich people in the world? And you have no time to meditate? You have no time to pray? And you settle it for poverty. You settle it for where you are. Secular people, schedule it. Psalm 1, let's read from verse 1, 2, and 3 and wrap this up. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitting in the way of sinners, nor sitting in the seat of the scornful. I'm responsible for where I am. So blessed is the man. You know, it looks as though God selects people. They say, no, blessed is the man. He is that guy. He's doing this. He's blessed. Next. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate. How long? Day and night. You know the amazing thing about this day and night is as though prophetically God knew that later life will be recognized as day and night. The Jewish was evening and morning. Night and day. 
prophetically possibly, that the Gentiles sometimes will have influence when it comes to things later. Amen. So it says meditate day and night. In his law, in his word, does he meditate day and night? A man and his wife were broke. And he was meditating on, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed. And, it was, and a business idea came from that. And he started getting mustard seed and putting it in something to make necklaces and things like that. And their business started. Meditation. One of the wealthiest women in Asia, I think she's the wealthiest woman in Asia, she has two scriptures she holds to in her life. John 10, 10 and Ephesians 3, 20. Meditating on it. Wealthy people. The secular people do their own meditation. They believe it will do their own meditation. Then the arrogant say, I'm very busy. I don't, what, how busy are you? What, what, how big is that business you're running? How much does it make every month? Or how much do you make every month that you are so busy? I'm so busy. You are not. You are distracted. Jot down your, jot down your productive hours. You find out that you, you, you're distracted. You see that? You, you find it out that most of the time you're not doing anything. Registering with a friend. Watching football. See, I watch football as well from time to time, but finally you're watching football all the time. I cannot watch a full match. I don't have that patience. To watch people kicking ball from, for, for, for one hour, 30 minutes. I don't have that patience. Change, 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 change. One of the most frustrating experiences will sit with me <laughs> while I'm watching. I don't have the, you run, 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 kick the ball. Kick the ball. Kick the ball. Someone says, um, this is beautiful, but fine, note this. They say, most of the poorest people in the world watch at least five hours of television. Calculate how long you watch TV. You come from work by five o'clock and put on the TV from six o'clock to ten o'clock. You forget the one you watch in the office. And it together is five hours. You're part of the poorest people in the world. Let me share something with you. I was listening to a training. And they said, only 3% of the world's worthiest people watch reality television. Reality television. As I heard that, watching reality television died in my heart. He said the wealthy people don't spend all their time watching television or less is adding value to them. That means it's the poor people that watch what do you call all these things? Z-World. So find out whether you're part of the poor.
I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. So we can we can know the, the poor people. My program don't start up. Oh, my program don't start up. She don't leave her husband. Yes, I don't pray. Make God tell her make you leave her husband. What they wrote down, you prayed for her. <laughs> the poor people. See, that's what this thing does to your thinking. I like, I used to like the guy. I said, ha, oh, this guy. I found out that spending my time watching reading television means I'm enlisting to be part of the poorest people in the world. Just died. He just died. It's like there were poor people here before. They have repented. They are now rich. Am I right? <laughs> oh, Baragidos. All right. In his law, does it meditate day and night? Verse 3, please. It says, it shall be, it shall be. Notice he meditates. Then he says, it shall be. So what I become is decided by what I meditate on. Am I meditating? It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Enjoying divine supplies he's talking about. They're bringing forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever it doeth shall prosper. Are you making, are you making, making progress in everything you do? Apostle, they are fighting me. No, you don't meditate. Occultists are making progress now. Come on now. Is the power of the cause stronger than God? I told you about the young man that learned this principle of meditation many years ago. And he had $50 to his name. And he learned meditation listening to Kennedy Hagin. And in seven years, it was worth $7 million. From $50, $50. And Kenan Hagin, while I was preaching that message, now this seventh year is about to strike a deal that will make him what $50 million. I said, My God, my God. You see, those prospering, they don't have two heads, they are meditation. Some of you have not scheduled meditation today. I've already done one this morning. Because I refuse to be broke. Are you on there? Look at this very quickly. Psalm 119, 200. It says, oh, I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Hallelujah. You see that? Next verse. 98. So now through that commandment, wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. You see, it makes you smart. Colgate was studying his own same principles like this. Do it like that. Do it like from the word of God. For they are ever with me, he says. Next. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are what are my meditation. Next. 
I understand more than the ancient because I keep that precept. So if I meditate, you can see why David succeeded. David was above Saul. It's meditation. But we don't schedule it. David tells us day and night. Scheduling. You find some time, you meditate. Yes, my wife, she knows me. Meditate. So I just even lie down and just meditate. Then we just lie down in the sitting room, meditate. It becomes if any young man would meditate at least 10 to 15 minutes, every day he will amount to something. I want it to be that young man. Meditation. You meditate on the word of God. You meditate on the word of God. You meditate. You take a scripture, hold it in your mind. Roll it over in your mind again and again and again. You take your goals, your dreams, you meditate. You see them in the future. Let's take 2C and end this. 2C, how to body your thinking. Take a trip. Take a trip to see people and places. Take a trip. To see people and places who are doing, I repeat, take a trip to see people and places who are doing or have done what you intend to do. You see that in 1 Kings 10, 1 to 9. Queen of Sheba came to see Solomon. She came to see Solomon. Give me from verse 4. Let's just look at this. And when the Queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom and the house that he had built, you see that? She saw his house. Next verse. And the meat of his stable. The way they set the food. And the sitting of his servants. And the attendance of his ministers. And their apparel. The way they were dressed. The way they served. And his cup bearers. And his ascent by which he went up into the house. Unto the house of the Lord. There was no more spirit in her. Expose yourself to places. A minister of God went to America. Actually, Robert University and saw how big the land is. He said, This is God. And this is grace. If it's God, it is grace. And this grace, I have access. And as he received the grace, I received the grace. And they came back to Nigeria, they got a land that large, that huge. And they have Covenant University. Not only do they have Covenant University, they have Landmark University. In Landmark University, not doing covenant now. Now it's bigger than Landmark. Landmark University, lecturers live in duplexes. He exposed himself. There's a place I want to visit. I want to visit Liberty University in America. They used to have about 5,000 acres of land. I want to go there. I want to see and expand my thinking. Don't die in Bayelsa. And then the apostle won't do too much. SLS, 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 this morning. I don't want to be happy. Now, Becky, not be Bayelsa with you. See, hear me. Hey, the world is a global village now. Travel somewhere. There's a man that wanted to move into a big house. And he wanted to prosper. He would take his children to very expensive hotels that you stay in the lobby. He said, look at this place. We just sit down there here and his children just imagining their new house. They moved into a big house. Expose yourself. So you live with village people, village people, village people, village people. Even your house is like a village. 
<laughs> I stopped there for today. Give God praise. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise the people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wale Fesso, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Birubulu, Yenegua, Bayoso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 0803-382-7072 or 0805-120-4708. God bless you.